Welcome to Locked On Cardinals, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. It's weird. Uh, I actually am looking at Bo right now. Uh, he decided to grace us with his presence at the iHeart facility in Phoenix, coming down from his treehouse in Spokane, Washington. It was, uh, you know, it's a nice sight. He, so it's funny. Bo worked here for how long? Eight years. Eight years? Jesus, man. And the first thing he texts me is, I don't want to talk to any salespeople. <laughs> how, how smooth can we get in and out of here? And he's been stopped by two people. We're a half an hour late because two of our favorite people here obviously want to catch up with their boy. There's the people you want to see, and then there's there's the people you just you just want to you want to do like the star treatment, like you want to come in with like the visor on <laughs> yeah. in the hood and make sure nobody recognizes you. But, Absolutely. You know, you don't. I'm not. I don't want it because I'm a jerk. I just <laughs> there's just I don't want to have like a fake conversation with an acquaintance. Yeah, sure. Just I mean, because the time is pre- the locked on Cardinals. Time is precious. It is, and uh, especially after last night's crap box game. So here, so the first thing that I thought of, and I told Bo this, the first thing that I thought of was for you office fans out there, Michael Scott, when he found out that Toby was coming back to work. <laughs> no, God, no. I think that's what you said when I told you I was in town. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so from from the start, from the jump last night, it was a sweet mother. What have we done? And it, this is from the ones, uh, mostly most of the ones. Uh, Vontez Burfik was there, Cullen Farrell, who looks like the, they made the right decision there. I think it was at four. Yeah, at four, w- out of Clemson, they're like, "Man, you took the wrong guy." It was like the the big, the first big kind of like roll of the dice in yeah. the draft that right. nobody expected. A la like a Denzel Ward from a couple years ago, yeah. where Cleveland took Baker and then Denzel Ward fourth overall at Ohio State. The Cardinals looked immediately outmatched on both sides of the ball. And last last week against the the Chargers, the defense looked outmatched immediately. And these are things, yes, Patrick Peterson will be back. And just Robert Alford, it came out this morning, he's out yeah. 68 weeks with a fractured tibia that he had in, that he injured uh, in an outdoor practice. So they're already short. They're number one and number two cornerbacks. They have an aging uh, linebacker in Terrell Suggs, who's going to be starting. Jordan Hicks is just learning this new system. Vance Joseph looks completely outmatched as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you're still seeing what the the run defense get gashed, and then you're looking at uh, a depth chart that is just depleted already with your one and two, and then you got options like Rudy Ford, who we just saw get abused last yeah. night uh, by the likes of Mike Glennon and Nathan Peterman. That's That's not getting it done. Derek Carr... I mean, you expected that, right? I mean, as far as him marching right down and, and them kind of finding the end zone early, but that was just the kind of the tell the tale of the game. I mean, it was just Raiders. It was an all Raiders performance. I felt like I was just watching an episode of Hard Knocks. It was just all Raiders all the time. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, I think if you're watching that game, obviously there's a microscope on Kyler Murray, but what needs to really be addressed is where this defense is as it continues to either progress or stay stagnant and unproductive, ineffective as they approach the regular season, because that's going to be the true tale of, are they going to be able to keep games competitive as they kind of work through the growing pains of a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach installing a brand new offensive system? Alex Clancy, Bob Brock, follow him at Bob Brock. Follow me at Clancy's Corner on Twitter. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. If you look at the numbers by themselves, and we'll break down Kyler Murray a little bit more as we move on. If you look at the sheer numbers, same amount of first downs, the passing yards were the same, the rushing yards were eight difference, but the 
two glaring things like we talk about, we talked about all last year. There were three things actually. All last year that we talked about. I feel like this is Groundhog's Day. Bill Murray again with Sonny and Cher waking up every morning. <laughs> One, third down defensive efficiency. They got blown up last year. Six for 12 last night. And again, we know it's preseason. But it's every week it's starting to get closer and closer to the regular season. These guys have no idea what the hell they're doing. Number two, penalties. 14 penalties for 108 yards. And a lot of this was early and often. With the with the false starts on the clapping from Kyler Murray, even though even the announcers thought there were a couple offsides penalties on Oakland that got called on Kyler Murray because you know clapping is more efficient than saying hike, I guess nowadays. And the biggest one is time of possession. And again, preseason, I get it. Again, mostly backups, twenty four minutes on the field. Yeah, I, w- I will say. I mean, just watching, you know, I was watching a lot of the the recaps from last night on NFL Network this morning. The officiating is atrocious right now, but yeah. at the same time, and maybe it's good that week two of the preseason is where Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury are, because they knew this clapping thing was going to be an issue. I mean, they, they had the video of Kingsbury talking to an official pregame, and they were like, look, you can tell us all you want. We're not going to let it fly. Right. It happened twice in the game, and uh, they, that's just going to be have, have to be something that they iron out before week one of the regular season. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. I mean, it's... It it still is just one of those things that makes you harken back to the 2018 season. You're just like, ugh, this this seems eerily similar to the same issues. It's just a, it's just a new cast of characters that are performing them. Yeah, Kyler Murray um, below average, three of eight, 12 yards. Were you concerned though by you know they they were showing every throw that he missed on, and I I don't feel like I'm as concerned with Kyler Murray. He was still getting throws off. Mm-hmm. They were wide they were long they still had great velocity on them and it, it could just be a timing issue like to me I'm not like uh-oh like he still was putting himself in a position where he was under pressure and he was still putting himself in uh, a situation to make a play yeah no I, I agree with you I agree with you uh, he went down when he was supposed to even the safety again preseason he's going to learn where the where the goal line is a little bit you know it, it's it, it's going to be a learning process the he's not his efficiency level, his completion, his attempt to completion ratio may be lower than people expect it'll be this year because he's going to throw the ball away a lot. Yeah. You'd rather have incomplete passes than sacks. There were two passes that he made last night, and I agree with you. Two passes that he made last night. One, even though it happened after the second one I'm going to talk about, was the Larry Fitzgerald throw where he barely missed Fitz running this weird route, like a seam route up, up, up the seam, where he missed him, fingertipped him, mm-hmm. and it's like, man, that's a good ball. Yeah. And he threw the ball one time to Larry Fitzgerald last week, and it was laterally after an, after an RPO start to the to the play. Second was a great pass under pressure, as you said, to Keyshawn Johnson that was called for offensive pass interference, right. which was it was come on, it yeah. was tight. I mean that that should not have been called. What worries me about Kyler Murray is that he is going to be out of control of how much time he has in the pocket because the offensive line did not look good again last night. And it takes one hit for a guy his size. Mm-hmm. And that's what worries me the most. Uh, the throwaway is cool. He didn't throw any passes so errant that it's like, who the hell was he throwing the ball to? But, I mean, it's just sheer numbers-wise, didn't look good, and we didn't we haven't got to see him run yet. Right. It, and, and I think that's what we need to get to. You know, one of the misconceptions that Cliff Kingsbury was trying to debunk about his offense is actually turning out to be true. And I think we need to get into that next as far as 
the lack of the run game and get into it next on Locked On Cardinals here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Funny you mention that, Bo. Uh, Vinny over at the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast, I wonder what he has to say about David Johnson and Kyler Murray after last year, after last night's performance. He gives you the edge with over 20 years covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as everybody else because you'll be the same as everybody else. Get the edge from Vinny that will put you ahead on draft day and put you ahead all season long. Locked on fantasy football on your favorite podcast provider, Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back, Locked On Cardinals, Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On AZ Cardinals, at Locked On, or at Clancy's Corner, and at Bob Rack. Can you tell him, Rusty? <laughs> Little. Uh, support today's show comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt men's grooming. Woo! You may have seen Manscaped on Shark Tank and Men's Journal named their Lawnmower 2.0 as one of the best tools in men's grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. That is LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. You know what's not good as far as eating up yardage, eating up grass, eating up turf? Huh. The Cardinals rush game. Last yeah, night sure. it was, uh, again, once again, non-existent. And here's kind of one of the misconceptions, not of Cliff Kingsbury's offense, but last year was... David Johnson's struggles were all attributed to Mike McCoy's offensive scheme and Byron Leftwich's being green Mm -hmm. and new. That was a big-time misconception because we still see, to me, in the open field, a very slow David Johnson. Agreed. I mean, it's... It's it's that coupled with there's just no momentum in their offense. No. It's just... it's So, this is what I was telling myself last night, and... Again, preseason, last week we probably got a little too excited. This week we're probably overstating. It's not as big of a deal as it maybe looked like it was last night. It's the ebbs and flow of right. a preseason. This is technically yeah. the first preseason game that Kyler Murray played in. It, yeah. Theoretically, because he actually played more than five seconds through four passes that were scripted. Ooh, we know these are going to be successful. This is where the this whole offense is going to be timing. Yeah. That's it. Well, I mean, if, if John Gruden, like... Say what you want about the guy and, and the struggles he had in his return from the broadcast booth to coaching last year. He would not deserve even an opportunity to to be on the sidelines if he didn't watch Kyler Murray last week and see the easy, you know, throw and catch situations and be like, oh, we're going to take those away from him yeah. this week. And they did that. And that's when they just didn't adjust in the time that, he was, that Murray was out there. It was a struggle. It's, they just weren't going to give him the easy ones that he was provided in his first game against the Los Angeles Chargers, which you would have been like, okay, he was successful against the Chargers, which we know to be a solid defense in the NFL, and then we don't know that much about the Raiders on defense, and they they just ate him up. They just didn't give him the easy, easy pass and catch. It's uh, the the one takeaway that I had last night over everything else, and this is kind of just an ancillary piece to this whole story, is that backup quarterbacks belong in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, and, and listen, this is not to dumb down how poorly the Cardinals played last night. Every oh man, all over Twitter, Brent Hundley. Oh, is he? We have a quarterback controversy. Oh, Chill the hell out. <laughs> okay, Brent Hundley's been in the league for four years. Right. Uh, Mike Glennon's been in the league seven. Uh, Nathan Peterman, even poor Nathan Peterman, who threw nineteen interceptions in two games against the Chargers. <laughs> He's an NFL quarterback. Yeah. This is the whole thing where it's it, it's in the NBA a lot because it's a lot more individual individual uh you know just 
production mm-hmm. is the worst NBA player will punish your rec league. Okay, so yeah. don't think that just because this guy's not getting any minutes in the NBA means that he sucks. Right. Okay, so relax on that. When you see Nathan Peterman the last two weeks, Mike Glennon, 11 for 14, 175 and two touchdowns last night. Brent Hundley, 140 yards and a touchdown. These guys have played in the NFL before, and the majority of the time they're playing against twos and threes. Right. So just chill the hell out on it. Okay, that's that's one thing. There's not a quarterback controversy in Arizona. Right. There will not be a quarterback controversy in Arizona. Relax. They're playing against twos and threes, and they've played in the NFL right. before. And I think that's one of the big – I mean, it happens every year. Every summer, you're watching these backup quarterbacks who are just professionals, right? And they go against tough defenses in practice, and they go against the ones in, during the running a scout team or whatever they might be doing. But then they get into a preseason game, and they're going up against second, third, fourth stringers – and it's just money in the bank just sometimes. A guy like Mike him. Glennon can look very good. Mm-hmm. When he's going up against the first team, he's looking pedestrian to below average. I mean, we saw it last year firsthand. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just I, – I, I agree with you. I mean, it's just one of those things you can get too high. If if this year is not about, you know, the Cardinals contending and if Brett Hartley can be the guy to put them in that position better than Kyler Murray. This is about you drafted Kyler Murray, number one. He's your guy. He's your ride or die you're going to develop him. And if you have to take some lumps, and sure, if, if Kyler Murray starting week one over Brett Hundley, if, if Hundley gives you an edge in that game, you still go Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. right? There, there's just no there's no debate. He's got 64, 64 games longer experience, maybe not playing the whole time Brett Hundley does over Kyler Murray. He's been with the team for a long time. He's been in the NFL for a long time compared to Kyler Murray, so just chill out on it. On the other side, I'm going to give you reason. I'm going to give you pause before you jump off a bridge with your Cardinals fandom in tow. That's next, Locked on Cardinals. Final segment, Locked on Cardinals. 33-26 loss last night to the Oakland Raiders. Uh, yes, Brett Hundley looked good. Yes, Mike Glennon looked good. You know, uh, Andy Isabella may be the, the star of the game with a 59-yard touchdown oh, catch. I, I also like Trent Shurfield. I mean, yeah. as much as we got high on um, Brett Hundley and his performance again... I think Trent Shurfield, again, scoring, find the end zone, really, as you were telling me off mic before we started the podcast, was, I mean, he's been their best receiver since, what, December of last year. Yeah, he has. And when it comes to guys that need to make kind of some noise here, Akeem Butler, one target. Yeah. Andy Isabella, yes, he had four targets, 59-yard touchdown catch. Andy Isabella is going to turn into a safety valve for Kyler Murray. You can just see it like they haven't done it together yet, but it can't be Larry Fitzgerald all the time. Trent Sherfield seems to be at this point the number three receiver for this team. If he doesn't make the squad at this point, what else is the guy supposed to do? Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean especially in this offense when you're going to be four wide a lot, you need as many hands as possible. Have we heard Kevin White's name? No, he was out week one, and I yeah. don't think he played last night either. So I mean, look, they just need warm bodies on the field. They need guys that are going to be in there to create rapport with these new quarterbacks, this new system. Unfortunately, a guy like Kevin White, it doesn't look like if he can't get on the field, he's not going to be a guy that's going to be really in the thick of things as far as his receiver room. As you mentioned, Keyshawn Johnson, that catch, it was eliminated from a penalty, but still three catches for 23 yards. Mm -hmm. He's making himself known out there, six targets. Um, Yeah, I mean... He's a six-round pick. He's a six-round pick, and, and you're you're right. You you do Isabella at the end of that game, the 59-yard touchdowns catch and, and run, and then uh, 
I mean, Hakeem Butler, we haven't he's he's a lost man. He's on the side of a milk carton right now. Yeah. One target. So the reason why I say pause for concern, at least for another six days. <laughs> Next week is the S or get off the pot. It's the okay. I mean, it's the top dress rehearsal game for all teams. Well, it's and it's on the road. Yeah. It's a ten AM game. So these are things or you know, one o'clock game. So it's an early game on the East Coast against Minnesota. In that big, beautiful new stadium that's going to be loud because you know they sell out every single game that they have there. The Purple People Eaters are one of the best fan bases on the planet. This is the time where we see timing. We see the grasp of the offense. We should see the unleashing of the full offense. What are you waiting for at this point? Right. With the the crap box showing that you showed last night, Cliff Kingsbury, you got to be able to kind of be like, hey... We need to practice these plays if right. we're going to run them in the regular the season. Once the regular season, right? Especially with how the team is currently right. constructed, you need to play Kyler Murray. I would say into the second half, potentially, depending on how many times he gets sacked in the first half, depending on a lot of things like that, safety-wise for him. But man, I don't care if you make big mistakes. We got to see what happens because last night you have to have a little retribution going into next week. But I, I would think, I guess, there's some some. Uh, Get kind of sum everything up as far as week two is where we were a week ago today is how pumped we were in the performance from Kyler Murray. It's still not a huge cause for concern for the number one overall pick, right? But also that defense, I think the defense and the cornerback position, that's becoming an even bigger problem going forward. Guys like Byron Murphy are going to be thrown to the Wolves, mm-hmm. second round pick, and then you're looking at what Brandon Williams. You're looking at Tremaine Brock as your your main contributor. Tremaine Brock, uh, Brock got burned yesterday. Yeah. Brian Murphy got burned yesterday for a touchdown. He seemed to not be anywhere near the guy that caught the ball. Ryan Grant, I think, that scored their first touchdown. Yeah, it's going to be problematic. Buda Baker can't be everywhere, uh, and the linebacking core. And why did it change? Like, was it just excitement that we're going to get new faces, new new young players that we can watch moving forward? What changed from the beginning of, of training camp or the beginning of uh, a free agency where we got excited that we had these guys come in here, mm-hmm. and then now it's like, oh, no, this is where we... Could this demons be worse than last year? <laughs> I mean, it's just the reality of the NFL, unfortunately. It's just, you know, you can play, you can win the offseason all you want, but once it gets down to putting pe- people on the on the field... And being able to produce, that's just a whole different ball game. And if you can have all the talent coming out of Washington like Byron Murphy, but you're still going to take your lumps, you're still going to have your welcome to the NFL moments, and you're going to get burned by guys like Ryan Grant, who's on what, his third or fourth team in mm-hmm. the NFL. He's still he's one of those pro wide receivers. He knows how to run routes. Yeah. And if you give him any kind of leeway, he's going to burn you. He's going to find the end zone. And a good quarterback like Derek Carr, he's going to cut you up as well. So it's going to be tough. And when we look at this... You look last night at Lamar Jackson, who's it's week two. The Cardinals are going to take on. He, he's looking great in preseason, and it's just like we're talking about. Yeah, you're going to have your absolute flows, and Lamar Jackson's going to look good in exhibition games. But if if the Cardinals' defense looks like it does, and Lamar Jackson looks like he does, that's going to be a bad recipe for the Cardinals to have any sort of success week two. Week one, you know what you're getting in Matthew Stafford, on Johnson. Maybe I mean, the toughest defensive line in football, though. Yeah, it's going to be rough. So, again, we're not jumping off the proverbial bandwagon. It's just, it's hard to put a positive slant on anything after the are after you, what happened last are night. You, are you fine with the, are you, would you subscribe to, it's good to take your lumps in week two. The sure. I mean, but it doesn't make you feel any better. Right. It doesn't make last night you know, obsolete. It's not one of those silly things where, like, 
your team is 13 and 0 and you're like, "Well, they need to lose a game before yeah. they go to the no, play stop. play out." Like we're not we're not subscribing to that, but it does it, it is a learning experience, but what they're going to do with it? Are they just going to kind of like, "Oh, it didn't work." You got punched in the mouth and you just kind of cower. You're be like, "Okay, we're going to go back to the drawing board and make this Tell thing you exactly work. what it's like. It's like you have a dream of your significant other cheating on you. Oh, God. That's what it's like. No, so it's like, so this, just go with me here. Go All with right. me here. And we'll leave you with this. <laughs> Positive note. It's because everybody has those dreams. Uh-huh. And then you wake up pissed at that person momentarily. And then you're like, oh, it didn't count. Right. It wasn't real. <laughs> That's kind of what it's like. I mean, not directly, but it's kind of like that. All right. Because it doesn't count. They're not at fault. The game doesn't count. They're still working out some kinks, and we'll be fine. All right. I mean, because listen, we, Bo and I have been so positive about this since Kyler got drafted, even though we thought Nick Bosa should have been the guy. We're going to put a moratorium on that. There's no reason to talk about that specific thing anymore right. in the wind. We are, because I've gotten crap on Twitter a couple times. Oh, you flip-flopped. You didn't like Kyler Murray. I'm like, no. What I said was Nick Bosa was the better choice at number one. Now that Kyler Murray's here with Cliff Kingsbury and the whole thing, and they've built this whole thing especially through the draft, around Kyler Murray being quarterback, it's going to be exciting regardless. I just hope it's not exciting in the way of, oh, sad, are they really going to have to draft two in next year? Because, oh, boy. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. So, anyways. So I want you to name this podcast. What? Uh, thank for Tua? Be looking at, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tua. Thank for Tua. You know what they should? Oh, man. Uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week with some positive outlook on what's to come Saturday morning next week against Minnesota and the big purple people leaders. Alex Lancey, Bo Brock, we'll talk to you guys Monday. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.